You, I, why weren't you recording, Jake? I thought we, I thought we were still in the speculation stage of how did you want to start it. No, you're supposed to record everything, including speculation. <laughs> it's so bad. Like I'm not even concerned about the recording. I can say it again. It's so. Oh, oh my god. Are you recording now? At least. Yeah, I'm recording now. Okay. <laughs> so, Alex, what did you think of the? What is it, 2019-2020 animated feature, Superman the Red Sun? Okay, well, first off, I didn't even know this was a recent film. That shows just how... What's the word? Uh, like, how out of the loop I am. <laughs> I don't know, out movie. of date? Yeah. I, I had no idea this was a recent thing. I thought this was just something you had meant, you know, had wanted to watch for a long time now or something. Um, I liked it. Oh no! This was I just mentioned. Yeah, I just mentioned it because it was like literally like their newest release. I see. so I was like, okay, what's the last thing that released? <laughs> I see, I see. Well, I like and that's how we got to this conclusion. I I was um I was pleasantly surprised. I'm usually somewhat bored of Superman esque films, but uh, this one was entertaining. I like mm-hmm. I liked it a lot actually. Yeah. What about? I mean, apparently you don't like it based on your sighing and groaning over there (laughs) if i were to try to do it from a blank slate and imagine i'd never read the comic book i think i would i think i would enjoy it as i think i would enjoy it pretty much and if i kept in mind that it's supposed to be uh you know just its own spin and interpretation so i'm not expecting like you know your typical superman i think i would enjoy it but that being said, if you were going off source material, the source material was much better. Huh. Yeah. So what is so what did you what did, what did you find specifically that uh you seem to enjoy more that like you weren't expecting this from like your Superman movie that might have made you bored? Disclaimer. Listen at your own risk. Spoilers are contained throughout this podcast episode. Content from the Red Sun animated movie or the Red Sun comic book will be discussed in depth. If you do not wish to have these plot lines ruined for you, turn back now. Listener discretion is advised. Um, well, I enjoyed the fact that there wasn't really like an obvious villain in this movie. Mm. In fact, a lot of times mm-hmm. it kind it kind of it uh, what's the word it. It th- not thwarted your expectations. It mm, uh, subverted, maybe. Yeah, a lot of times it subverted. Uh, maybe the expectations you have of the Soviet Union being the big baddies and the Americans being the good guys. Uh, a lot of times yeah. it made the Americans seem like the bad guy. Like even uh, what's his name? Mega Man, Ultraman, U.S. Man. Like the way they yes. painted him was. Very much the way that they present a villain in any other comic book movie, and so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed mm-hmm. how it, it was different. You know, it it kind of it took the whole like Superman is great, Superman's awesome, America's great, America's awesome premise, and kind of turned it on its head a bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think from that standpoint too, uh, they did that. That was like pretty par for par in the comic. Like both sides had like things that were right and things that were wrong and things that were different extremes. Uh, but I don't know. What do you want to hear of? Do you want to hear the differences? What do you, 
Well, let's let's do a, a basic uh, rundown of what happened in the movie. So it opens with young. What's his Russian name? Sonja? Was it Sonja? I don't know. They only went over it like once or twice. Yeah, I think okay. it was Sonja, but I might be wrong. He's running yeah. through a cornfield, very Martha, Jonathan Kent like cornfield. Except the moment they speak, it's Russian accents. Um. <laughs> The Russian version of Lana Lang, who has a different name, but in the comics she was just literally, it was literally just Russian Lana. Like her name was still Lana. <laughs> uh, she uh, beats them all up, and then he comes out of hiding when they run away, saying, "Oh, you're a girl, so we won't mess with you." And then she's like, "Oh, I can't always be sticking up for you." And that's when you realize that he was actually not running away because he was scared but running away because his superpowers were developing. And this is actually a young Clark Kent who can lift a tractor above his head. <laughs> so at this point, is there anything that sends any red flags to you? Uh, no, so far so good. Okay. Okay. Uh, this, this was not in the uh, comic. It was just insinuated to, but it was a nice background. Okay. So to actually see some of the farm instead of it just alluded to. Uh, Superman's girlfriend, redhead girl, She's like, oh, you have amazing superpowers. You should give them to the state because that's the right thing to do. And little Superman's like, uh, I guess. And then you fast forward to... <laughs> After that, I think it just goes to him, what, straight being Superman? or No, it goes to the news reports, I think, of America finding out that he exists. So they're like, it's probably all speculation and propaganda, but the Soviets say they have this, like, super indestructible dude on their side. And, like, what's going on? This is crazy. So uh, at what point here do you start getting these red flags that you were talking about? Uh, it's, it's coming along. Uh, so they have this scene that wasn't in the uh, comics. It was basically a little more depth of basically Lois Lane's really only speaking point of like meeting Clark on the rooftop after he saves uh Metropolis from a satellite that we later find out was like the doing of Lex Luthor making it fall toward Metropolis. Right. Uh so she gives him a folder saying how this is what your people are doing and there are the gulags and people are there and stuff. So he goes to this gulag and see that it's lined with lead so the soviets were keeping it from him and he sees a young russian version of bruce wayne there who's saying why didn't you come and save us but he also sees that russian lana lang is there so he saves them takes them out but of course that's not good enough for russian bruce wayne and that was the first deviation there was a side character one of uh stalin's illegitimate sons uh-huh in uh the comic, he was like a side character and he was like being groomed for the power. But then Superman came along and like basically took his spot. So he was always mad and he was like out drinking in a field after a dinner party one day. And he was telling uh, Superman because Superman, of course, he's uh, they made a good point of even though he like has, you know, he goes some different avenues that he wouldn't usually go like in the com uh in like your typical superman at heart he's still very like 
tender and nurturing and like actually yeah. caring about people so even though this guy hates him he's like hey dude what's up and he was like just going on a rant of how he hates him and how he took everything from him and how he's done so many horrible things for the soviet union and one of his things was there were these anti-superman people that were in russia so he was like breaking down their houses and arresting them and stuff and he shot two of them and those were bruce wayne's parents so oh. bruce wayne's parents still die they weren't just like sitting on a bed holding hands they might have been dead in that bed but they weren't like in a trapped gulag they were just random people in their own house right and he, like you know busted in and stormed and took their pamphlets and stuff and he killed them uh-huh. and then he let bruce wayne go i see. so that's how bruce wayne went down that path so i mean did you like that did you like that better than in the movie uh i preferred it in the movie where because there was also a scene after his parents got shot like he's just like staring defiantly at this uh officer guy this son of illegitimate son of stalin and he's like what are you doing like i'm letting you live get out of here don't you see i just shot your parents and he like shoots bruce in the shoulder and then like bruce scuttles off in like defiance and it's like a myth as to where he like did he some people thought he jumped in a river and died some people think he crawled in the sewers like vowing revenge so i like that better than just he was randomly like in a gulag and then he's like Superman, you were supposed to save me. Like, there was no mention of Superman in his original story besides the fact that his parents didn't like Superman. I see, I see. Okay, that makes sense, that makes sense. That uh, that whole part with, uh, I just looked up her name. Was, her name is Svetlana. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a little vet in the front of it, okay. <laughs> uh, that whole part where Lana is dying was very sad. I did not like that scene at all. Yeah, it was. I, uh, redhead Russian Lana dying is not my cup of tea. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the gulag scene, but I didn't like how whiny they made Russian Bruce Wayne. Like, why didn't you save me? You should have saved me. Like, that seems kind of like a, like, well, sorry, like, sorry, you had these expectations of me, like. I'm sorry that my super hearing isn't <laughs> as good have... as you thought it was. Like, I don't know what you yeah. want from me, kid. You said you could hear a leaf falling a thousand miles away or something like that. <laughs> but, but yeah, interestingly enough, that whole gulag scene wasn't even in the comics. Okay. So there is no... So, I mean, the Russian Lana in the comics... What? She stays alive, like, during the duration of the whole entire comic, basically. I see. Okay. Interesting. So then does yeah, immediately think, after that Bruce goes not Bruce um Russian Superman goes Superman. and confronts Stalin and Stalin gives him his backward reasoning about why gulags are necessary and whatnot and Superman kills him. Mm-hmm. Did that happen in the comics? No. See, that was the thing like I think they were going for this theme where like even though he was born in Russia like even though he bends the rules, there's some things he doesn't bend on, and that was still killing, like, no matter what. Like, he had this mini talk to himself where he was saying, like, they say I'm a soldier, and soldiers do this, and soldiers do that, but I'm just here to help people. So, like, that's his thing. Like, I'm here to help people, like, even if, like, I'm here to help the world, really. I see. And that guy, that side character, who, the illegitimate son who killed Bruce's parents. Uh Uh-huh. They kind of hinted that maybe he was to blame for his father, who was poisoned in the comics. He was poisoned in the comics, 
Superman rushed him to the doctor's super sped red medical books and was working on an antidote to try to cure him from the cyanide poisoning that he had, but he didn't make it in time, so he still died. Wow. And that's how he died. Superman did not rip. He didn't laser beam him. So, like, later in the comic, when they keep that same theme of, like, I can't just go in there and dictatorship, like, take over them. They have to do it. Like, it holds more weight because he didn't start his reign by murdering Stalin. <laughs> I like, every time he said that in the movie, I was like, you know, you started this whole Superman reign by, like, just murdering Stalin and taking his place. And in the comic, it took him, like, convincing. Like, he said no five times before he finally agreed to do it. And he only agreed to do it because... For Stalin's funeral, after he got assassinated by somebody else, Lana, who was alive and has, like, two kids, came to the capital or whatever to see his funeral and stuff, and they couldn't get food, even though they had been there for, like, days. And he was like, oh, well, get these guys food. And they're like, hey, Superman, everybody else who's standing in line, we want food, too. And he's like, wow, all these people need me, and I have the ability to, like, help and make everything better, so I should probably stop saying no every time they ask me and actually help these people. Nice. And that's how he came into power. Not <laughs> Zap. I, I'm the leader now. <laughs> so that was that was my first moment of what is going on right now. Huh. So, okay. So they they. Okay. So even though there was a lot of uh like you know it can be either or, I still feel like they went with a creative decision to like put Superman on the stark darker side and Lex Luthor on the lighter side, like in the earlier depictions on the stuff we've already covered but we didn't really talk about lex luther during this time where he's like snuggling with lois and telling the president i've gotta go Mm -hmm. uh like i have like you know pressing matters to attend like my wife and stuff like that yeah in the comic there was literally like i don't think he hugged or kissed his wife once in the comic huh like at all and you'll see later on he's like he's he's like likes her but like it's cold and calculated like they definitely switched it to where Superman is leaning more towards tyrannical than he was, and Lex Luthor is more of like an actual like caring husband than his non-existent romance with his wife in the comics. Right, right. That's interesting. Uh, well, yeah. what did you think of that? Did you like that? Because I I like that a lot actually. The fact that they make Lex like a more likable character. I I didn't particularly like it. I mean, I feel like because it was just. The way it was done in the comic book was so <laughs> Lex Luthor, but the thing that's in, I think that was just because I like the theme that they were going with that, like, despite all these different mixed situations and a lot of the ideals being, like, mixed in murky water, Lex Luthor is still essentially Lex Luthor. Like, he opened in this comic learning a language on, like, a basically a cassette player that he had created because it's the old days he's learning a language while playing like 14 people in chess and checkmating them all and while reading a book so he's learning a language with headphones on reading a book and playing 14 people in chess and checkmating them all and like that's how your introduction to him like what lois who like oh yeah checkmate here checkmate there like uh-huh, uh-huh. And on super uh and on Superman's side, like you see like one uh as like progression of the comics where you can get more little details, you see that like Superman learned English in ten minutes on his side. Lex Luthor, he did all these like fancy things on his side, so they're both like superior tops of tops of their beings and they're just on opposing sides. So I thought that was cool, but 
yeah, I I just like the I think if I had to pick between the two themes, like the subversion was nice, but like I like the fact that like at the end of the day Lex is still Lex and at the end of the day Superman like he just still wants to do the right thing. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, I feel like I they kept that to a degree. They kept that to a degree here. Uh, um they definitely kept more of Superman just wanted to do the right thing than they kept. Mhm. Uh they they never say anything along the lines of Lex Luthor wanting to just like save the world or anything like that until the very end. Mm-hmm. The very end is where I felt like things started to be a little like anyways, we'll get there when we get there. So Lex Luthor makes this Superman for the president? This uh Yes. I guess fake, you know, fake Superman. While Superman is uh while Russian Superman is uh flirting with Wonder Woman, um, we find out that Luther unveils a clone of Superman. That's right. And this was like his very first attempt of, that was successful. Like this is the one he's presenting. And he's just like the test run. We're going to throw it right in there and see how it attacks Superman. Uh, so what did you think of that Superman? That whole scene, the fight, etc. How they portrayed the fake Superman? I I feel like because I don't know if we got that before. Um, I found it entertaining. Superior Man was an entertaining character, and his like, yeah, I'm capitalist. Woo, America! Like, yeah, that was that was funny to see. But when he started like when Lex Luthor started over pumping him with whatever power it was he was yeah. pumping him with, like, and he started like yeah. becoming a brute and look more and more like an ugly Hulk mixed with like someone and like mm-hmm. he starts melting and like he he's encradled in superman's arms and it's like oh my god what the heck and that's when yeah that's when you're kind of reminded that lex luther is a bad guy in the normal canon yeah <laughs> exactly um uh, it was i liked it though it was an interesting it? scene yeah did you have any early thoughts on the depiction of Wonder Woman just from the little dinner get together they were doing for Superman? Um, not really. She was like, she was kind of just there. What when they made it obvious that they weren't going to become romantic partners, I kind of like, you know, like, oh, mm. well, then why is she here? You know. Yeah. I didn't feel like she was serving yeah. a purpose in the scene, other than to be like, oh, my yeah. mom something 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 i don't know she didn't i feel like she wasn't really playing a big part until the very end of the movie yeah it seems like in a lot of the like different uh canons and worlds though it's just because they're two power pack people that always end up revolving toward each other anyway like injustice and stuff they're usually on the same teams so uh but yeah so they changed her a bit too but you have to remember this is, you know, the modern age. So in the in the original comic, she was smitten with Superman, and she only scoffed at men twice in the entire comic. And maybe maybe don't quote me, but seven issues, and she only talked about men twice, like oh men are this and men are that. Mm-hmm. And the Damascarians, like they were chill with joining the Russian Soviet Union, like they were. Her mother was there at the dinner party in the comic. Really? Her mother who, like, refused to come. So yeah. 
she went from being smitten with Superman and, like, wanting to help him out. Like, it was one of those, like, one-sided thing where he didn't really notice. Like, he still was on his track of, like, I don't really want to breed and I just want to help people and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But on her side, she was smitten with him. And as far as men go, she was like, oh, yeah, men could do better. And she mentioned that twice. As opposed to the animated version where I was heavily sighing. Not just because, like, they didn't give her any reason. She just literally said, man. Uh-huh. She just really scoffed and said men at least four times. Uh-huh. And I was like, what is this ad? Like, what is your, like, argumentative point? And, and, like, that scene later when we get into the whole uh, Green Lantern Corp versus Superman and she comes back in the comics. Or, well, I just won't get into that part yet, but I'll just say that she, like, you know, he tries to punch her and she's like, I guess you're just another pathetic man. Like, lines like that where it just doesn't add anything where she just, like... I have a quota of how many times I could say man, and that was like a total deviation from the Wonder Woman. <laughs> I see, I see. But yeah, I, I, there was one so scene was... where uh, where Superman was like, "Yeah, these humans, they need, they need a uh, something, something." What was it? It was like it was something along the lines of humans. They're so prone to darkness. And then she's like, humans? Yeah. And she's or like, men? don't you mean men? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember that too. And I was like, but but why? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, if we're going from a comparison of comics version of Superior Man, quote unquote, he wasn't called Superior Man. I think he was just America's Superman. And I actually liked him better because, you know, toward the end when Superior Man started to devolve and was all crackly? Yeah. And he basically looked like Bizarro. That's what I thought they were going for. I thought they were going to make him, like, turn him into, like, a bizarro here. And, but, and then he just died, so. So, in the comics, his original form basically looked like Bizarro. So, like, which made more sense, like, because I was like, wow, that's a pretty shiny Superman for them getting it right on their first, like, this is their official test run. And he, like, looks, like, as clean as you. I mean, he looks as clean as Russian Superman. But, yeah, he couldn't even talk good. He, like, those word fragments... That's what he was doing, like, from the beginning. And their fight lasted, like, three seconds. But there was, like, a submarine. I don't remember whose side it was on. Maybe the American side? Yeah, I think it was the American side. And, like, uh, there was, like, some radiation or something. Or maybe from the Superman-Bizarro fight. And one of the missiles, like, flew away. Like, I mean, it, like, escaped. Like, the other three were fine. It was, like, a nuclear missile that was on this sub. Uh Uh-huh. That was coming toward where Superman and Bizarro were fighting. And Superman's, like you know, you'll never be me, or, like, what are you doing? Like, you're gonna hurt people. Uh Uh-huh. Fake Superman Bizarro stops when he sees the missile, like, looks around, he looks into Superman's eyes, he freeze-breaths Superman. No, because he has, you know, Bizarro, he has the opposite power, so heat vision. He ice visions Superman to keep him still, grabs the missile, takes it into outer space, and sacrifices himself. Wow. Huh. So that, yeah, that compared to Superior Man being like America rocks and then just punching him through buildings. I was like, oh, well, okay. Huh. That's a thing. Why Why does Bizarro, why does, why does American Superman do that in, in the comic? Like, it wasn't uh, said for sure. It was just like, maybe he wanted to prove that he was good. Cause he was like. He had, like, from even from his few panels, it was more of, like, you know, a simple Bumbleton Bizarro type deal. Like, like oh, like, uh, 
I'm thinking like maybe like the flowers of Algernon guy. He's like a, like a big dummy, and he's like, oh, they told me to fight, so I'm gonna go fight. Uh-huh. But then he's like, oh, do you even know what you're doing? And then he's like, oh, the people around me and stuff. He's like, I guess I'll be a good person, like maybe based off the genetic DNA <laughs> that I'm built off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he <laughs> went and did that. So that was his like humble sacrifice play in the comics. And then, so get this. So the whole evil part that reminded you that Lex was evil was him keep on pumping Superior Man full of like juices until he died. Right. The flip side on that was he didn't care, of course, that Bizarro died. But then he calls his wife up and says, he doesn't say he's divorcing her, but he basically says, you're not going to see me for months or years because I'm going to work on how I can kill Superman. And she was like, um, what brought this on? And he had been playing chess because this is whole a theme across the whole thing in the movie. Like he likes to play chess. He likes to play chess with a lot of people. He was playing chess with the Bizarro that was based off Superman's genetic DNA. And the Bizarro beat him in chess and he got mad. So he said, I need to cut off all distractions. I'm giving you a phone call, Lois. You won't be seeing me. And they only see each other on anniversaries once every year. Wow. For like almost the duration of the rest of the thing until he becomes president. And then like he has to keep her around to be first lady-ish and stuff. Wow. So yeah, all that like, oh, I always had faith in you, Lex, toward the end of the third act. None of that kind of relationship. Uh Uh-huh. Like he's like, oop, this bizarro that's based off just some of the genetic DNA that we got off a satellite of this Superman beat me in chess. We can't have that. You've got to (laughs) go. So I was like, oh, boy. So yeah, it was like very clear that Lex is still an interesting guy. Okay, so Bizarro, he fights Bizarro. What happens next? After that, um, Bizarro dies. And then later on... um. Oh, well, first off, Superman is very upset at Lex Luthor about create, uh, causing American Superman to melt and die at the very end there. And Lex Luthor is like, oh, I did this on purpose. I wanted Bizarro to melt because it would cause fear in Superman's eyes or something. And my mind, it was like, um, I mean, like, I feel like fear wasn't the word. Like, yeah. I'm not sure how, like, melting your own clone causes yeah. me to fear for my life. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That was something I found interesting. I was a little surprised by Maybe that. Maybe was leaning more towards, like, we have something that could almost beat you. Yeah. And then between this section and the next scene, there was some extra fluff in the comics where, like, now that he's, like, bumped Lois out of the way, like, all these classic Superman villains, like, uh parasite and all these different villains like lex luther is just the one creating them for the government and he's like just throwing them at superman over the years so like the whole rogues gallery of superman is just lex luther building them and throwing them at him he's like okay drop my wife off now let's make a whole bunch of super villains and try to kill superman for a couple of years <laughs> i see that's interesting you remember when uh when superman saves metropolis from this falling satellite and and afterwards, Lois Lane is like, if you really care about people, you'll do an interview with me. And then Superman is like, why would I, why would I talk to the press? You guys will just twist my words. 
and in Lois Lane is like, so what you're saying is that Soviet Superman is afraid of free expression. And I found that hilarious because she did exactly what, like, oh, Superman is afraid of you twisting his words. Why don't you just twist his words immediately? This is sure to get him to interview with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you're like, I'll give you a, I'll give you a prime example right now. <laughs> in the comics, like, I didn't really mind their how their relationship worked out there, but in the comics, it was like they didn't even. I don't even think until the last act they didn't even have like a direct conversation maybe like here and there off screen but like that first meeting like he didn't go to any rooftops or anything like that they just like looked at each other and they felt like a bond or connection you know that like overarching theme of different universes and like someone like they basically almost became like a fan fiction type thing where someone wrote a story where they ended up together and he won like a pulitzer prize for this fiction story and it wow. like sold millions of copies and it was just a guy being like hey what if that russian superman guy and lois lane got together and it like won awards wow <laughs> yeah so yeah definite automatic spark between lois and <laughs> superman and lex is a jerk to his wife so to the batman stuff or no first we got the brainiac stuff brainiac stuff comes next i think yes question what did you think of that whole fight scene where he just punches his way through the shield was that similar to the comic like that kind of felt that part felt kind of off to me uh during their original meeting during the original fight yeah with brainiac i feel like i feel like it was uh skipped over like they didn't really talk about how he was defeated okay but i have to i'd have to double check does brainiac play a big part in the plot in the comic uh, Brainiac's plot is almost like word for word the same as it was in the movie. That that I to me that felt like one of the weakest parts of the movie actually was Brainiac stuff, or rather like Brainiac be being ending up being like the mastermind bad guy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't like that too much. Um, I'll go into that more later. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it made sense just for like one blaring reason. But yeah, we'll get into. It down the road superman kills stalin and then immediately becomes stalin it's basically what seems to be the case except like a stalin who's actually i mean i don't i can't speak for like real stalin i have no i have nowhere near enough knowledge to know about that um but the stalin in this movie was definitely a very bad guy and Superman basically just becomes Stalin, except he thinks he's doing things for the right reason. At least Stalin knew he was a bad guy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I found that interesting. I could see it was believable though. Like it, it made sense to my in my mind. Like this kind of stuff seems like the kind of thing that someone who thinks they're doing the right thing would maybe do. It was especially uh, believable. Because he basically did the same thing where it's like, oh, well, if you don't agree with me, you're just going to have your brain recorrected and not help you. Mm-hmm. But it was basically a little more believable that he thought he was doing the right thing in the comics just for like that just always goes back to that one glaring point that he didn't murder Stalin. So he has a clean record of never killing anybody and never invading anybody else's country. And the only thing he has going for him as far as like 
that's very you know dangerous and harsh is i brainwash people so i really like that really helps reinforce his whole like deluded concept of like oh i'm doing the right thing come get brainwashed and then we can have you go work at a laundromat <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh okay uh-huh <laughs> stellar <laughs> It's like all those little bottom eyes of a few people and whatnot. It'll be great. <laughs> so, Batman's personality. Is he... Was he like that in the comic? Like, this guy was a madman. Like, super terrorist, bad guy. Like, I give you ten minutes for the innocent people to leave. JK, I'm gonna blow up all the innocent people. Like, that. W- I was not expecting that out of a Batman. Yeah. I've, I have to double check for sure uh if the people actually died but it was the same it was the same deal with he exploded the building and uh but it, i don't know i have to see because i can't remember for sure like i feel like i saw similar imagery of like people splayed out but i feel like they might have actually had time to escape i'm not sure oh fun fact though that lady who was uh showing people around the museum not uh-huh. Like, she had... that. That's what Lana did, like, in the comic. Mm. Like, that was her job. She was a host. I see. Which maybe leads me to believe that they didn't die because they had the same bomb threat, but Lana went on to, like, live. So, I'm guessing they got out, or at least some people got out. Right. But, yeah, they, and, they kept it, and they kept this cartoon animated version. It's still a redhead, too. It's almost like we killed Lana to make, like, Superman angry enough to kill Stalin, but... Yeah, in the original, she was a host at this museum, and, like, she lived a long life. (laughs) Sorry, Lana, you're going to be used for the plot real quick in the movie. (laughs) But, yeah, and at this point, I think he didn't have bat followers yet. Or, like, not at least, like, wearing his, like, memorabilia like they did when they were running away. And he was like, oh, it's not your fault. Batman has led you astray. Like, he didn't even have followers yet at this point, I don't think. Oh, interesting. Okay. It was more of like a after the martyrness. That's when they really started to pop up. Right. Um, I had no problems with those scenes. That all made sense to me. I liked it. I I was very surprised by Batman being like a full fledged terrorist, but like, like it worked. Um. Uh, we need Superman Batman fight with Wonder Woman as bait. So, what do you think of that? That whole scene. Uh, it's pretty. It was pretty shot for shot when the uh, comics. It was a little more like prolonged with like breaking this and breaking that in the movie than it was in the comic, but it was uh, pretty much the same. I think it was a pretty faithful interpretation. Uh, <laughs> whether it's in the comic or the movie is just so funny. He said like the exact same quote, only he got a few more lines in in the comic of like, oh wow, like sun lamps maybe in a thousand years i'll get a rash or something like nope (laughs) these aren't the sunlight these aren't the sun lamps you're thinking of (laughs) which i thought that that was great um i was i was kind of surprised that batman didn't just straight up kill superman like right then and there like why lock him in a basement i don't understand um i'm afterwards i assumed that like maybe he wanted him to like know what it was like to be a human or something Mm-hmm. But um, things would have definitely gone better for himself if he'd have just uh, finished off Superman right then and there. I think if I'm remembering right and people didn't die in the comic version, mm-hmm. then maybe they were just mixing the two. So, like, he didn't kill anybody in his terrorist attack and he doesn't want to kill Superman. 
but he still wants him to be out of the way. Even though he promised he was going to kill him, because in the comic, the whole plot was Lex Luthor got the guy, the illegitimate Stalin son, who coincidentally killed Batman's parents, to hire Batman, to kill Superman. And Batman's like, oh yeah, sure, I mean, I guess I'll kill him. And he's like, then who's going to take his place? And he's like, well, me, of course, the illegitimate son of Stalin, ha ha ha. And Batman's just flashing back to this guy killing his parents, and he's like... Yeah, but I guess so, but as soon as I take care of this alien, because that takes precedent, like, I'm coming for you fast and hard, like, <laughs> it's gonna be over. But then he, I guess he, I mean, then he doesn't kill him, but I mean, I feel like still, like, if maybe down the road he would have, he would have done something to, <laughs> done something to the uh, Stalin son. But yeah, so even that uh-huh, was all uh-huh. Lex Luthor mastermind behind it, like CIA and FBI, like, reaching out to this Stalin son being like, yo, so want to help us maybe kill Superman? Or can you get us in contact with this Batman guy? Uh, but yeah, other than that, like I said, shot for shot, uh, in the comics, Superman asked Wonder Woman to help him. Instead of like, you know, she didn't just bust out of the, she didn't just bust out of the rope, like on her free will. Uh huh. Like out of anger. Like he asked like, okay, like if you can bust out and get to the generators, that would like help (laughs) like that would be great and like i really need you right now and of course her being smitten with superman complied and like broke out and then destroyed the generators and then she had the same frail gray mess up whole uh power draining of life and then she's coming back that was like the saddest scene like she was coming back flying being like uh I, i i did it superman but i think it did something to my body like i'm so drained but uh he was too focused on batman before he died saying who betrayed him like it was like something close to like pietro or something he was like who betrayed me and it was like it was stalin's kid you know pietro and then he blew himself up and so like he's she's like oh i i did it but i don't feel right and he's just like pietro he betrayed me and i felt so bad for wonder woman yeah i know but the way batman said it was funny he's like uh, he's like, no, don't worry, Batman, I can help you or something. He's like, haha, help me when I could become a martyr. And he's like, at least tell me who did it. And I think it kind of sounded like he wasn't. He was like, oh, by the way, it was Pietro. Like, Beep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's like, I'll tell you. Because, <laughs> I mean, this guy still did kill his parents. So, so okay, question. Why, why does Wonder Woman become an old lady? Is it because of the lasso being broken? Yeah. Yeah, something about how it's supposed to be like a part of her energy force. So when it busted, it like it was like an extreme power that messed her up or something like that. Huh. Only she already knew that it would happen in the movie, like that if she did that or something. Uh huh. Cause like the binding, but in the comic, it took her by surprise. I see. I see. That took me like, by surprise too. I had no made, idea. Yeah, it was very clear that like I guess you aren't supposed to break it, but. They didn't know in the comic, like, what would happen, and it seemed like she had maybe a better idea in the, uh, movie. And then, like, like, this guy she was smitten with let her down, so now she's more into, like, maybe that's her second thing down the road of saying I hate men and not, like, 12 times. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it made, it made much more sense. So, Batman fight, so, oh, Lex Luthor becomes That's it, president. yeah, Lex Luthor becomes president, and this ushers in a new age of prosperity. Um, what I don't even like, they don't even go into what that means. Like, what prosperity, what happens in America? They don't really say. 
other than other than just like woo capitalism we're doing great now yay so basically i think like it was uh like you can't even read between the lines in like the movie but basically the background in the book was that every single country in the world except for like america and ecuador or chile like something random like that had joined the soviet union so the only people that are in the soviet union is like some random country and america and america's in duress people are dying in the streets there are tanks there was like a civil war in like the 80s and like that had like states separating separating from each other uh-huh. so basically like america is in mayhem and that's all part of superman's whole like well as I've done with all these other countries, I'm not going to invade them because everyone wants to join Superman's <laughs> Soviet Union of the world. Uh-huh. So except for America. So America is basically like the slummiest of the slums. But then so like Superman's, it's only a matter of time. But then sneaky Lex Luthor gets himself elected finally. And then he uses all his brainiac powers to like fix the whole economy. Uh, so now I they're see. never going to join like superman's whole thing isn't going to be complete because now america's actually doing well for himself i see i see so in the comics superman doesn't invade south korea no okay so that whole war doesn't happen and he he, he doesn't feel bad about killing people no the, yeah that was like there was no like him on top of a tank like marching into a country huh i was like oh okay interesting and i was like very close and that was very close to the whole like stalin murder in, in the beginning so it's like Stalin murder, let's invade some countries, but also let's not invade America because I'm going to win the debate. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so then why do the countries all join USSR if they're not afraid of getting invaded? Oh, just because it's better. Like, given he's very Superman in this reality and uh, Wonder Woman is very helpful and they're two super beings, there's like virtually no crime. One of their problems is people are being too careless because they solve every single crime that happens. People aren't wearing seatbelts in their cars because they know if they get into an accident, Superman will save them. That's funny. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, in the comics, they really make it, they make USSR to be nice, like a nice place other than... It's like, it's basically, it's basically a utopia. And then once he gets the quote-unquote reform Brainiac on his side, like, it doesn't even rain unless Brainiac is sure that everybody has an umbrella. Like, it's that peaceful of a society. He's like, man, this is becoming a problem. And they set it up to be realistic because even when, like, in the very beginning when he's first introduced to the world, like, he can't even stay at his own parade because, like, every two minutes he's like, Oh, there's trouble. Boom, boom, and back. Oh, there's trouble. Boom, boom, he's back. And Stalin's like, can you sit through this for, like, five minutes? And he's like, no, the uh, son is like, can't he just sit there and wave for, like, five minutes? And Stalin's like, do you expect him to, like, sit like a monkey and wave when he's hearing people screaming, like, a thousand miles away? Or, like, what? (laughs) So they set it up from the very beginning that he's like, I'm not a soldier. I'm going to help people. Like, I don't care about. He's like, that was, like, his thing. He's like, oh, dinner party? Oh, I'm sorry. I hear trouble. Oh, talking to a guy? Oh, I hear two trains about to hit, run into each other. And, like, you know, just pop in and pop out. So, did that. And, like, once he become leader on a grander scale, and then once he has Brainiac technology, and when he has Wonder Woman on his side, like, everyone's everywhere is a utopia except for famine-starved America. So then, in, in the comics, I mean, the only bad thing it sounds like he does is 
brain use like brainwashing technology on criminals it seems like right yeah but i mean not even criminals though it's anyone who like it's that's that part's still like people who don't even have like the ideal of him too though oh i see so it's gotten to the point where like if you had it yeah okay okay so then what what's his excuse for not going in and brainwashing america I mean, that's because that's like a country in itself, though. I think like it was more of like a stragglers is what he was worried about or people in his own country. Because all the examples are always people that are like actually within Russia, Uh, I think. uh Everyone else, like the outer countries or the people who like, you know, they're not firsthand knowledge of him. Like they seem to just be content with like they're not in the crisis that they used to be in. And it's like his home turf people, the, the same pamphlety Bruce Wayne parents people are the ones or at least that's the only examples they give because they're like oh we'll have you work here in russia or you have you work there in russia i see they very well could have been uh others but i think it was once the whole country had already like accepted him and now there's just a couple of people here and they're like the majority have already accepted him so now if there's a straggler here and there he's like oh well i guess if they keep on people want to keep on doing this or being terrorists or having these ideas then we'll work a I mean, then we'll deal with them personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. But yeah, so America, so America gets itself back on top, and this is when Brainiac starts being like, "Yo, America's getting back on top. I think we should go invade them." <laughs> and he's like, uh, "I, I don't know about that." Uh huh. And then, he, and then he had like this conversation with Lex over the phone or something, but basically Brainiac cut it short because. Lex Luthor is such a genius that he was, Brainiac was like, in under 14 minutes, he would have convinced you to commit suicide. <laughs> like, he's that smart. Wow. So he, like, cut off the conversation. Uh-huh. Like, total, like, Sherlock's, Sherlock's sister type mode of, like, yeah, like, he'll, like, decimate your emotional core. Like, we're not having this. But, yeah, Brainiac is very into uh, invading and Superman's like, nope. And then it turns out that he looks at his monitors and are those missiles coming toward us? No, it's a whole core of Green Lanterns. So what did you think of the Green Lanterns fight and the Wonder Woman coming in? I thought it was kind of silly that the U.S. government could just like reverse engineer Green Lantern rings. I don't know. That just it seemed a little sacrilegious in some way. I Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know enough about the Green Lanterns to say for sure, but I feel like that's something that a government isn't supposed to be able to just do on a whim. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's Lex Luthor doing it, but like you don't see Lex Luthor doing that. I, I don't know. I it, it was it was it was all right, I guess. It's whatever. It wasn't a very interesting fight sequence. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm using Green Lantern. Oh, I fell in the water. Oh, I'm using Green Lantern. Oh, I fell in the water. Oh, I'm using the... Re- oh, I fell in the water. So, I don't know. And it was even sh- it was even shorter than that in the comics. Uh, but yeah, it was a, yeah, I found it funny. I can't remember uh, exactly how they got more rings. I know they had his rings, but like, they're, yeah, the reverse engineering or whatever of the multiple rings for the whole entire core. Like, that was suspect, but... Them getting it off and then, like, giving it to Hal, that made sense because, I mean, somehow, I guess they figured, like, it takes a certain kind of human to power it because they were like, Lex Luthor, why don't you use it, you great man? And he's like, oh, you have to be an honest person (laughs) and you have to have willpower. (laughs) And 
to you. I, so he, he I check one even, of those boxes, yeah. but not the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he couldn't use it if they tried. But, uh, oh, yeah, that's the thing. They did, like, Hal Jordan a bit of a disservice because in the comics, they had it that, like, it was a tiny little character uh, arc or character uh, background that he had been in, like, a prisoner of war. Uh-huh. And uh, he was being tortured every day with, like, his uh, members of his uh, pilot, you know, the people on his squad. And he was, like, thrown in a cell, and he, like, imagined building a cell in his hometown and putting all of his captors in it. And, like, they made a big deal of saying, like, if it would have taken a, a three days to dig a ditch, like, he mentally dug that ditch for three days in real time. And he did that for, like, years until he made this entire compound where he was the warden of this compound, and then he murdered every single captor. Wow. And he, so, so like, all this was happening as, in his head. Yeah. So, like, that was his, like, level of willpower and intricate, like, design, which made him, like, the perfect candidate for, like, honesty and, like, strong willpower for the ring. And even still, with all that, he still got decimated by Superman in less time than it took in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, I still, I like that, that they actually went back into show, like, why he was worthy. Uh-huh. Like, they didn't even have to, but it still, like, added to, made it seem like not as much fluff as it did in the movie. And as far as the Wonder Woman scene, because uh, Lex is president now, so Lois is the first lady, and she went to Themyscira, and she was like, and you know, Wonder Woman is like, oh yeah, I used to trust Superman, and Wonder, and Lois Lane's like, yeah, he's good looking, and she's like, yeah, but I fell to his traps, but he's really just not that great, and stuff like that, and she's like, so why are you here, Lois? And Lois is like, oh, we want your support, like fighting superman she's like oh okay no like i've come here to be the peace between you two men fighting men she was just like oh okay okay i'll help you whatever we'll come around <laughs> and do what we can and that was it none of this oh men pathetic men so so Thymascara took the american side in the comics yeah Huh. Okay. They were like a. They were a different like. Uh, I don't know what they were. There was something support, ground or sea or they're just extra air support. But they yeah they came in and they got just beat up too basically. Oh rip. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I was gonna say like how did you feel about the Wonder Woman scene? But I think that says for itself how you yeah. felt about the Wonder Woman yeah. scene. <laughs> so now we're to Lex Luthor's final plan, and we find out. We go to America because he has no other choice, quote unquote, now because he agrees with Brainiac. We got to go to America. Yeah. And he goes to the White House. And Lois Lane walks out with the miniature city that Brainiac had stolen earlier in the movie. And Superman's like, how do you have this thing? And then Lois is like, Lex is Lex. And then she hands it to Superman. And it's like, look, it's a symbol of you because you're communist. And he's like, oh, wow this is so deep and then brainiac's like yeah i didn't want to tell you but you didn't yeah yeah and then superman's like oh okay well then i guess we're going home now all right bye and then brainiac's like hey you remember that city that you were so happy to get back boom boom yeah 
And then it's like, what are you doing, Brainiac? And then Brainiac's like, oh, I had this master plan all along. <laughs> cockle, cockle, cockle. And now I'm going to, um, uh, you know, fight you. <laughs> um, because I couldn't do that before, but now I can. Yeah. Whew. And then they fight. Yeah, and it basically made it seem like super weak. And it was like, oh, teehee, I'm just going to do this now. So to start off with that, <laughs> on its flip side in the comics... Just keeping in line with Lex and Lois not actually being a great couple. Uh, they flash back to not that long ago, really, in comic book time of Brainiac saying that <laughs> he could make you commit suicide in 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so he shows another flashback of Lex just writing a note. And he's like, oh, this is going to really hurt Superman. And then... He gives it to Lois and he puts it in her like jacket pocket. And so she goes to Superman just to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then he like and she's like, I have something in my pocket for you. And so he like reads it through X-ray vision and it says, do you want to put the whole world in your bottle? I see. So like it's referring to that without actually having the bottle there and without it being so heavy handed. Because as like throughout the comic book, that was like the black spot in his career that he like that was those are his people. So he always regretted that. And that was like his big thing that he was actually emotional about and he was still trying to fix it and like he could never get it get them back to normal size and like they were having like some problems with like they're a tiny city so like microbes were getting in and like destroying them okay on top of that so, he's like, so oh, they man. were they were still like alive and like living their life in the city and yeah because it was basically yeah it was basically like a parallel on like the normal timeline where like that's the city of candor like his own people like uh, Brainiac went to Krypton before Krypton died and, like, took a section of them and had it on a ship. Okay, see... So that's what happened in the normal time. The only the only background I had on that was my mom was watching the show Krypton, I think. I think it was called Krypton. Mm-hmm. And, but when Brainiac would take a city in that, they would all be frozen in their position when they were miniaturized. Uh, then they'd be completely uh, conscious... And alive and thinking, and they would just be paralyzed, frozen in that position for all eternity. Yeah, I think in a lot of variations, they can just, like, do stuff still, but they're just in a miniature city. I see. Okay. But yeah, so this was, like, just a Russian version of that, basically. But yeah, I didn't like, like, I mean, I guess they had to do it because of a shortened movie, but I, like, thought it was really heavy-handed with, like, oh, I feel bad, and am I really trying to make the world like this, but... He basically, that was almost like his, like, suicide in 14-minute version of, like, with that note. So, like, he actually felt bad and wanted to go home after that in the comic, too. But the thing was, Lois didn't even know what was on the paper. Mm -hmm. So, in the animated version where it's like, I always have faith in my husband, and she took the city out in her hands. Like, he gave her a note, didn't even tell her what the note said, and just said, make sure Superman X-Ray reads this through your jacket. It's because though the when he like starts tearing up and getting on his knees, she's like, "What the heck did this note even say?" Like, uh-huh. their relationship is so non-existent that it's so annoying to see them try to be chummy. Like, try to make Lex Luthor likable in a way that's not like that. <laughs> like, because that was just so different from the comic that I couldn't get into it. I see. I see. I enjoyed it. I, I was. I was like, oh, so this is like what Lex could have maybe been. Like, oh, he's still kind of a sociopath, but at least he's a nice yeah. guy. So in the final, in the finale, uh, they both fight Brainiac, which didn't happen in the comics. In the comics, Brainiac just like sucked him up and said, "I'll take care of this guy for you." And Superman's like, "No, leave him alone." But the end result is the ship gets destroyed. 
is being run by six black hole in the engines and unless superman uses his amazing powers to get it super far away really quick everyone's gonna die so he takes the risk and he lex luther's like not even you can do that superman and superman's like bro watch me <laughs> and he flies away and it explodes and the day is saved lex and uh, lois have a kiss that's unrealistic that they didn't have in the comics <laughs> and then in his oval office it is revealed that that was his plan for the whole time to get rid of brainiac and superman and that everything from 20 years ago was leading to this moment and it worked out just like he wanted to yeah um so i'm not a big fan of when they put a super smart character and then the way they wrap up a plot is by like, oh, this is all my part of my plan. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, so going back to Brainiac's plan to let himself get captured and trick Superman into reprogramming him and having Superman conquered the world uh, instead of Brainiac. And then afterwards being like, oh, this was all part of my plan. Like, I didn't like that at all. Um, like what, what convinced Brainiac that Superman wasn't just going to destroy him the moment he got inside the ship the first time? Like, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of that. And then suggesting that Lex Luthor somehow did the exact same thing without knowing that brain, like, how would he know that Brainiac hadn't been reprogrammed? How would he know that? Mm Mm-hmm. That Superman was going to let Brainiac live to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. there's like a million things here that could have gone wrong. Like, after he beat him, there was a chunk in the comics where, like, you come back and, like, Brainiac is helping him out. And, like, the the reader is like, whoa, why is Brainiac helping him out? And then, like, it was mentioned, like, that off screen that he was reformed. So it was kind of a mystery as to where, like, how that happened and, like, what led to that. And even then, I was like, huh. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Like uh and basically it was later revealed that his whole point of being reformed was just to use Superman, this super powerful Kryptonian, as a tool to help him conquer the world faster. So like between him helping quote unquote Superman, he's like aligning the entire earth to his standards and like functioning as he sees would humans in this environment should function as a computer like his prime directive so this kryptonian is just helping him do it faster and he's going to take over anyway so basically that was his whole thing and he was basically you know pretending to be reformed it was never reformed i see like i think it was like it wasn't the strongest of plots but i think just from knowing brainiac as a character i was like that seems really weird that he was reformed because (laughs) He's Brainiac, and then literally, like, when he reveals, haha, I wasn't reformed, he was like, because he was talking about, oh, this Lex Luthor has a ninth level intellect and could make you commit suicide by talking to you. And then he's like, oh, I'm not reformed. And he's like, wait, Brainiac, what are you doing? And Brainiac's like, I'm like a a 12th level intellect. Did you really think I was going to be reformed, you stupid man? And I was like, yes! Exactly, <laughs> like, it was so unrealistic, because, like, I think that's almost why they had it happen off screen because it's just like, okay, next issue, Brainiac's reformed. I was like, schwa? Uh-huh. Brainiac doesn't get reformed. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. this better have some payoff later because why is Superman like, oh, I reformed him because I'm 
a Kryptonian <laughs> and I can learn English in 10 seconds and that obviously, or I can learn English in 10 minutes and that obviously translates to alien technology, computer technology. <laughs> so yeah, even if it was like a, like a, not the strongest plot line, I just liked it for the aha moment of like, okay, I'm not crazy. <laughs> like this guy is like, he's brainy. Like he's not just going to get reformed by a Superman surrounded by human technology. <laughs> Okay, all right. That, that makes a little bit more sense when you explain it like that. Okay. So we have the biggest we have the biggest doozy coming up. It's all been leading to this. You thought, oh, they deviated here. This part was good. This part was better in the movie. This part was better in the comic. It's all leading up to this. So how did the movie end? Um, Lex Luthor resigns his presidency. And um, Olsen, uh, Jimmy Olsen, is vice president he becomes president and then he's like oh i'm gonna go spend some time with my wife over here the smartest most brilliant prettiest girl i've ever met and stuff and she's like yeah i like that idea but before that before that uh i have a feeling you're headed somewhere else but real quick um so the way he words it as he's like getting off, but like the way he words what he's going to do, what the United States is going to do next is like, we're going to help all these people that are suffering. So we're going to help all these people that are suffering in these different countries. And we're going to go in and we're going to protect them and we're going to help them and we're going to enlighten them. And it's going to be great. And the whole time he's saying that I'm thinking this is exactly what Superman was saying as he was invading Korea, like word for word. And I don't think it's meant to be taken cynically because of like the happy music and the pretty colors and stuff. I'm assu- it makes it seem like the writers wanted it to be like, you know, like, oh, this is real. America's going to save today. I couldn't help but notice that if you look at this just slightly cynically, you could interpret this as being the exact same problem as the USSR invading, except all over again. He's over here like, we're going to make one United States for everyone, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be wonderful, and we're going to help all these poor people, and it'll be fantastic. And anyways, so he gets through all that. I'm thinking, oh, wow, so part two of this movie is just United States doing the exact same thing USSR did. And then you find off, you, you see Lois Lane, she's about to walk off stage, and she looks over and she sees what could only be Superman in a Clark Kent costume. Um, until you find out that uh, he, he seems to be alive. He, he did not die. The end. Yep. Happy ending. Seems like Lex Luthor has actually turned over a new leaf and the happy music in the background confirms that. I did like the fact that Superman blew up next to a engine run by six black holes and survived like i know that gets like tedious to people but like that's how i love my superman <laughs> like <laughs> i love my superman like smallville season 10 like the finale is just him using his bare hands to push the planet apocalypse away from earth like that's the kind of superman i like like it can get old depending but like you need those kind of huge feats like if you get too like run down with oh he has kryptonite or it's just an alien that's strong like I like to see my Superman like at least once in a while do very Superman like things, and this whole comic, this whole comic is being uh told from his perspective, 
and you kind of notice as he's telling this perspective you're like people would talk about this for like years and decades and in the art style like Lex Luthor will start to get a receding hairline he'll get like thicker around the waist like his wife was saying his wife will start to gray and Superman's looking pretty much the same for a good chunk of that time (laughs) yeah like it's ridiculous and then like toward the end like it kind of balances out but he's still like his version of the glasses Clark Kent like shoot like everyone else was everyone else was uh pretty frail Mm -hmm. like or at least like they were up there at presidency at the end of presidency and he was like looking more like spry early 60s late 50s Uh uh-huh uh-huh so like this whole time he's just like he's a Kryptonian so he's just outdoing everybody in the looks department so you basically got the sense that he was gonna it was basically the version of Superman that lives for like a long time which I've always liked that too just because like it resembles the whole Wolverine aspect of like you outlive your loved ones and like you'll be alone type deal so it's like a darker spin on Superman and they even portray that in like a flash forward type of like inside his brain thing in Smallville where like he was suddenly in the rain and he was looking at all these gravestones and it was basically just the gravestones of all his loved ones and he was still around yeah yeah but yeah so are you ready for the real superman red sun finale yes here we go okay lex luther deep down is not a great person so resign from the presidency no he ran again with jimmy olsen and they won by a landslide they won with 101 percent of the vote 101 percent of the vote and people were so suspicious that they didn't even want to they're so suspicious of the result that they didn't even want to question it like not suspicious like oh this could be something's up it was like it was like let's not mess with a good thing so 100 he our president's just that good he won with 101 percent of the vote but i will give it that once he has assumed he's killed superman he does just go on the straight and narrow like that was his main thing like on his deathbed he's like um what was your like greatest accomplishment without hesitating he was like it was killing the alien Uh so now that he's killed the alien this alien whose little genetic dna was spawned into his experiment and that could beat him in chess like now that he's beat that being like he's fine with like happy sailings so how soviet union had the control over the world in like a utopia way and america was struggling now it's the opposite america is thriving superman is dead so the soviet union is in shambles and then america basically stretches across the globe Okay. So they help they're like so they help out the Soviet Union. They help out all these like this whole interconnected utopia that was basically thriving off Superman being amazing and Brainiac being around to like control the weather and stuff, which none of them are there anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh Wonder Woman is chilling in Themyscira. She's not like sworn off ever coming back like in the movie, but she still is like she's not around. She's just chilling in Themyscira. So, yeah, the basically the roles are reversed. And now that he has access to Kryptonian technology that was that uh, Superman had in Russia and different things like that and like the leftover Brainiac stuff, he uses his brain and goes to work. <clears throat> <laughs> you okay? 
runs again. He runs again. Doesn't resign to Jimmy Olsen. They win. He starts like making technology out of this world between his high intellect because he's like in in any continuity he's like one of the smartest people on the planet if not the smartest person on the planet that mixed with alien technology they cure diabetes they cure aids they cure blindness they extend the lifespan like it gets to the point where their technology and their lifespan is so good that it's starting to go hundreds and hundreds of years of going by they colonize the entire galaxy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> humans humans live for 800 years wow and during this whole time there's a lineage of different like you know uh the lifeline of uh or the family tree of lex luther there's like like something luther 145 like they start getting futuristic names like that uh-huh. it's like something luther 145 and this person luther and that person luther and he basically almost gets rid of the government to the point that scientists run the government. Scientists and artists and, like, free thinkers run the government and, like, help run the universe. And he's having like, all his children and grandchildren are all these amazing, remarkable people, like, um, engineers. One of his descendants was the first person to step into the afterlife. So I guess, like, in this reality like the afterlife is something tangible that you can like walk into he has a descendant that is a math magician a math a magician like that's how futuristic we're talking about so basically like it's so like absurd and crazy but this is like a continuing of time and time hundreds of years but it basically gets to the point that like these luthers are like at the forefront of making sure that uh you know, that this is like a super utopia, everyone's chill, everyone's happy. And keep in mind, like I said, Superman is narrating this. So he's seeing, like, he never does anything super again, but he's seeing, like, well, he doesn't really need to, because, like, the Lex Luthor family and their descendants are actually doing a pr- amazing job. Uh-huh. It's kind of almost ironic, like, he did all these evil things, but, like, he's gotten the lifespan, and, like, because of him, like, humans are living for 800 years. So they keep on going down the list and down the list, and you know the Earth gets older, mm-hmm. right? Uh huh. And so then he has some more uh, descendants, and they're getting like just like some of the variations. Like some are Luther, some are Luther with a number at the end of it, and then you get into this gener- uh You get into these great, 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 great like to the power of fifty grandchildren that just have an L at the end of the name. So there's like Lana L, and there's Lex L. And one of his smartest uh, descendants is his, like, grandchild to the 50th power. And, like, this one is known for, like, having uh IQ higher than even a Lex Luthor's. And, like, this is hundreds and hundreds, of, obviously. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years down the road. Are you ready for this? You're going to catch on. He, this guy <laughs> is living on Earth. It's been hundreds of years, so the star is starting to fade out. It's a red star now. There's the Lana L running around. There's Lex L running around. This 50th grandchild's name is Jor L. <laughs> Jor L is telling this collective of free thinker scientists, like, on Earth, yo, so our sun is red, and I think it might blow up soon. And they're like, nah, it'll never blow up. What are you talking about? And. 
Superman is still narrating this saying, like, things are getting weird on Earth. Like, I don't have any of my powers anymore, almost. Like, I'm frail. I'm old. The red sun is dampening my vision, dampening my hearing. But there's this Jor-El guy. He's, like, one of the great, great descendants of Lex Luthor saying, like, this sun isn't looking too hot. And, like, either he's right or this will be, like, the first time in hundreds of years that a Lex Luthor is wrong. Uh-huh. And so Jor-El is, like, so Jor-El goes to his wife and he's, like, yeah, these collective of scientists around the universe, like, aren't listening to, or the galaxy aren't listening to me, so I feel like we're done for. Let me grab my baby, put him in a spaceship, <laughs> and his wife is like, but what are we going to do? We're going to send him back in time to Earth when there was a yellow sun. He's like, well, yeah, but will that be okay? Like, will he survive? Like, oh, no, he'll be super powerful under a yellow sun. Like, this is the last thing we're like, we, we, like they're not going to listen to us. Let's at least save our young Luther child. They send him back in time. So it's not like a spaceship. It's a time-traveling spaceship. Right. Back to Earth in the 1900s. This spaceship lands in the Soviet Union in a farm. Wow. That's the ending of the book. Full circle. Wow. Which I just enjoyed a little bit better than I'm Lex Luthor, and even though I've been on a power spree, I'm going to resign and let Jimmy Olsen take over and hang out with my wife I love so much. That was like, of anything that I was going for, I was, like, even when I said, I was like, oh, Jor-El, that's almost like Clark's dad, Jor-El. Like, that's weird. <laughs> no. Time-traveling spaceship. <laughs> Send them back in time, back in the Soviet farm. Let's repeat the loop. And, like, from time point, like, just from, like, that twist, like, I was not expecting that from this random what-if comic. Huh. And I... I like that. Wow. I, the, yeah, I enjoyed it much better than, like, just knowing that that happens, like, I guess, I don't know, like, they could have, like, stretched it out and added that, and I don't think it would have taken anything away by just... But, I mean, I guess with the whole, like... Maybe I want to be with my wife more often. Plot it would have ruined, but besides that, they could have just stretched it out and be like, "We're about to see a new reign of all goodness for a whole while, and I'm gonna be at the forefront for at least four more years, and then just spread it on." But maybe they thought it would have been too like they just went with a safe ending, basically. But yeah, I was digging that ending, and I, I could see like an issue with like pacing too. Like that would have been a pretty long yeah. ending. Yeah, for, for a movie to try to fit all that in. Right, right. Like the climax is over, and you know. Movies mm-hmm. need to wrap up soon after the climax is done. Yeah, that pro- that yeah. would have added like a good fifteen minutes to the to the mm-hmm. runtime. But yeah, I agree. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Like when you read that for the first time, it was like, oh my lord, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I did not see that coming. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It makes me want to like read a whole bunch of other just different continuity or what if stories. And that is Red Sun Superman, where the comic was amazingly better than the book now i want to read the comic i have to read it all right i have to let you borrow it so i'm thinking i'm thinking (laughs) whatever that'll be the whole episode yeah yeah (laughs) um alternatively we could we could re even if we hmm i don't know i definitely can't keep going on right now I'm starting to get a headache from yeah. being on the computer so long. Um, I was going to say either we make this one episode or we continue and make this two episodes where we record the second half tomorrow. 
or something. I mean, not necessarily I tomorrow. Just make it one. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like I was in my head, like it was like a thirty-minute <laughs> District Nine segment and a thirty-minute Red Sun segment, but that like took way longer. Yeah, yeah, it was but good though. I, but I was like, yeah, but I was looking at like I was trying to pay attention to timestamps of uh, podcasts I listen to, and a lot of them are like around an hour. So that's why I was like, maybe we can fit two shows an hour, not knowing that Red Sun would be like. I was literally, like, contemplating. I was like, I don't even know what I want to do, like, just compared to, like, just the epicness or, like, how thoroughly I enjoyed the book to... I mean, I enjoyed the movie, too, but I think it was just something that triggered me in the killing Stalin uh-huh. with his heat vision and, like, starting a murder, semi-murder spree that he just... Like, that I was like, you know what? There are a lot of sci-fi movies. <laughs> if all the animated movies are going to be like this compared to the comics, maybe I don't, I don't mind being just the noob the whole time. <laughs> and I can be like, Alex, explain to me why everyone hated that android uh, girl in Aliens Resurrection. Because I don't remember her being that bad. <laughs> being that bad. What did the fans think? Like, because I was like, oh, it was like as soon as he killed Stalin, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That was interesting. Oh, this guy. I, I like this. It yeah. was uh, like uh, I, I wasn't expecting it to be this different from the comic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and I feel like all won't be like that, but that was a very good one to like do a first one on if you're going off of differences because a lot of things get, you know, way more faithful or generally more faithful. Like I couldn't have talked that long about the animated movie versions of Dark Knight Returns. I don't think. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. But, I mean, then again, I haven't, like, read those comics in even longer, but, like, still, like, it was, like, off the top of my head, like, it was more faithful between the movie and the comics for Dark Knight Returns. Like, the mutants and all that stuff it was pretty good. Like, even the art style was similar. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Red Sun was a good one. The only other one I think that could have been that good was Hush, but I refuse to watch Hush. I don't know anything Batman about Hush. Hush like, Ooh. yeah. Well, that's another one, but only the comic is, like, that thick, I think. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but, like... That was a really good storyline, and I watched the Cinema Sins version for it, and like right there, declared I would never watch the animated version. <laughs> oh. I'm calling that I went into this on a clean slate because, like, <laughs> that would, if Cinema Sins would have worked faster and got like the version out for Red Sun, because I wasn't like intent on watching. I was just like, oh, I read that comic, so maybe I'll see it, and it's the latest one out. But mm-hmm. whew, I'm glad I saw that firsthand because. <laughs> I would not have watched. I don't think I would have made it through the whole movie. As soon as he said, did the laser vision install, I'd be like, oh, okay, so I'm just watching the cinema scenes only for this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Another thing I noticed in, like, some of the podcasts that are more, like, two chums sitting around, which is kind of like our deal, uh, I think I put this in the notes, but it was more of just for me to remember to myself, like, they're not overly casual. They still have, like, different segments and stuff they have to run through, like, different news stuff but like they're not like you know overly into it like if something bangs or something or like i'll hear something and i'm like that almost sounds like my laptop when it has low battery and like they'll just ignore it uh-huh. but like the the best one was like they're talking they're doing their normal thing mulan is pushed back the mandalorian season two is this and that and they all you hear and sudden you just hear him go down and i was like what and he's like my dog was on the couch and I was like, and for the first time I was like, where do they record actually now that I think about it? <laughs> like these guys who are always pretty semi-professional and now all of a sudden it's like down and the dog's like, like what in the world? Uh-huh. And then one of them has a kid 
And so all of a sudden you hear something and then it's like, uh, he's like, oh, what do you want? And he's like, you want a sandwich, a big sandwich or a small sandwich? I'm like, what's he and talking about? And they don't cut this like, stuff out? And, and he, no. And they're like, That's so he, interesting. Like, you just hear a big, a big sandwich. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to chase you to this sandwich. And it seemed like the kid was liking being chased more than he actually wanted another sandwich. Uh-huh. And then like they're talking and like between him saying, okay, I'm going to chase you. Then they'll edit it out. And then it'll edit it as soon as he's sitting back down in the chair. Like, and the other guy would be like, well, did you beat the kid? And he's like, oh, well, no, he got away. I'm like, it's your son. You can't let him win every single one. He's going to think he's faster than you. He's like, oh, well, eventually he will be faster than me. But then this kid came in like four more times. He's like, I want to, like, you just ate a, you don't have that much room in your belly to eat a sandwich. Like, what kind of sandwich do you even want? He's like, another big sandwich. He's like, well, I'm going to chase you again. And the guy's like, think we should cut these out and he's like oh no it'll be <laughs> and they don't even cut them out it's such like a and they don't do that like super often so it's like such a like a nice little hit of like it, homie these are real people yeah that, uh, it's like, like a little easter egg of reality yeah yeah and then he's like yeah i think he just wanted me to chase at that time he's like yeah and the other guy his friend who's like not his kid obviously he's like young man like do you even want these sandwiches or do you just want to run around how many sandwiches have you had <laughs> And I thought it was nice. Like, it was a good chuckle while I was slaving away at work. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, that's 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 Superman Returns. Like, I don't even know. What, do you have any ideas of what you want to do new do next on the superhero side? Because, like, I don't even want to suggest anything else. Like, I'm scared to suggest something else. Uh, no. I have nothing. I have no idea. Um... Did we have anything after this? Do we have anything after District 9 or no? Uh, I have a few options. That I could chuck your way. Um, Picard is a good option. It should be finishing up soon. Mm. Alien. You haven't seen Alien. And I'm very disappointed in you. Alien? Yeah. Or did you see... Have you seen Alien? You have. You have. You know what? I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of Levi. Yeah. I'm thinking of Levi. I'm sorry. Levi hasn't uh. seen Alien. Um, we need to work out what series we're going to watch. Because I, I really want to talk about Battlestar Galactica. Um, I just noticed that like, even on YouTube and stuff for like how amazing of a show it was, there's like almost a lot of commentary types. Yeah. Yeah. And plus I just, I, I need you to watch that show. Like out of all the shows I've ever watched, that is the one I need you to watch. Um, oh, we don't have to add this in for per se, but, uh, just super quick. Like you can maybe paste this in the beginning if you want. Okay. Superman, adult Superman. What did you think of Superman's accent and the accents of the Russians in general in this movie? I didn't pay much attention to it, but there were times where I was like, are they speaking English? I don't think they're speaking Russian. What? What is this? What? Like, I don't know. I don't know enough Russian people to be like this. To know the accents were on point. Yeah, but I know enough English like I know enough people I know enough movie accents to be like something's a little off here. I think what threw me off about Superman's was he still had a very Superman voice. Like I almost would have preferred them just give him a Russian voice that sounded like clichely Russian. Yeah. But they did this weird I mean it was still like like props to the voice actor like it was like Superman but it was also Russian. Mm-hmm. But it was also kind of disturbing because just hearing the tone and inflection of Superman, you think it's going to sound American, but it's just like that Superman tone you know and love 
only in a Russian accent. And I was like, ooh, that's, that throws me off. Right yeah. Now. But yeah, uh, voice actor Jason Isaacs, he did good. You know Jason Isaacs, right? I've never uh, heard this man in my life. Really? No. Jason Isaacs, he was... Do you remember that Awake show from, uh, like, 2012? Like, where he would... His wife died in one reality, and his son died in a different reality, and he would wake up in a different reality every time? Whoa, that sounds really familiar. Uh... That sounds really familiar. I, I feel like that's something I watched as a kid, but forgot yeah, about. It was like, yeah, it was like, like right before we were about to leave high school. Um, you know what the like the the white haired Malfoy kid in Harry Potter? You know what his dad looks like? I don't even know what white haired kid you're talking about. The the like the Draco Malfoy kid from the Harry Potter. I have no idea who that is. Uh, well, he played the dad in that. Wow. Do you know what Harry Potter looks like? <laughs> yes. He's a kid with glasses. And <laughs> Do you know what Ron and Hermione look like? Hermione's... What's her face, right? It's an anointing chick yeah. whose name I forget. But yeah, I mean, he was... He's he's like the most recognizable face after like the three men. Like, he's the bleach blonde... Is he the bad kid? White-haired kid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I... Well, his dad... His dad played Superman in this movie. Oh, I still have no idea who his dad is. Uh, I could just Google this, I okay. guess. Okay. Do you do you didn't your mom didn't someone in your family watch Star Trek Discovery? I did. And my mom. Do you remember the evil captain? The white guy? The evil captain he, from like a different place or something? Yeah. Him? That's uh, that's 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 him. Russian Superman. Third time's the charm. <laughs> yeah, that's him. They, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. They couldn't. He was they like couldn't, a dude because you you were telling me about him. He like he was like pretending to be good, but he was secretly evil. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's that's Superman. That um, in this movie. they couldn't pick a Russian to play Russian Superman. I'm a little surprised. That's interesting. Uh, no, I feel like they have like this monopoly of people they like to use, like tara strong who does like harley quinn and all these voices she was like superman as a boy in the beginning of the movie even like they get a good niche of people who can maybe do a variety of stuff and they're like we'll use them some uh-huh that's interesting but yeah i don't know i i didn't really like recognize anybody else in like the credits but uh i feel like maybe none of them were actually russian <laughs> yeah. okay that was my last point that was a kind of distracting russian voice uh all right, so what are you doing for the rest of the day? Um, I have to eat. I haven't had di- I haven't had lunch. I'm dying. So I'm going to go find food. Whoa, what time is it? It's almost yeah, 6. I've, I'm supposed to I'm going back to eating one meal a day and like I was supposed to eat from 5 to 6, so I might have to stretch it out a bit cuz it's 5. <laughs> All right, that was awesome. That was very enjoyable. That was Yes. That will like took away my tiredness as soon as I started watching the movie. Because <laughs> I said, this is going to be juicy. <laughs> All right. I'm going to right. bake a pizza and I'm going to Rosie's. I'm going to go. I'm going to try to work on the show notes and make like a full list of stuff I want you to watch. And you should do okay. the same. And then I'm going to go ahead and reread the District 9 synopsis. And we'll try to do that for next week, okay. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. If you find a different comic book movie that you think will be less controversial, 
uh, <laughs> let me know and I'll watch it and we could try to do a double set because do, like, there's no way I can st- there's no way I can stretch District Nine out to be this long. Like, um, this is gonna really? be a lot longer of an episode than a District Nine segment. Yeah, true, true, true. true. So we can find something else. We could totally do the flip flop thing for next time. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I am out. Okay. It's been good. All right. I'll see you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You still there? So obviously I just hit... I mean, it's like anything else. You hit stop and you file and you save it and it won't disappear randomly on me. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll figure it out. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you mean you mean stop it and then press the exit button right next to audio track, right? All right. <laughs> it's like I was gonna play a joke and be like, "Wait, I don't see a bar," <laughs> but like I wasn't that cruel. Uh. All right. I'll see you. Yeah, but...